We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. And today's episode is the season finale of The Walking Dead Season 10, Episode 16, A Certain Doom. And uh, I'm with Cosmo Mom 9 Rachel Burt, and hey. I and I <laughs> am David Cameo, the, the person that does the things. And so <laughs> we're actually, this is Episode 101. If you noticed, it's a, little, right. it's a little out of sequence. However, I mean, we were lucky, lucky enough to push out Episode 100, Part 1, just before this. So it's technically in sequence. Um, but we were, I was just sell- telling uh, Rachel a whole bunch of things in the pre-show, um, which basically, you know, we start recording, we give, we give, we give um, the people who give us coffees a little extra, you know, for tuning in, and we gave them a lot of extra in terms of what our new banners are, our new banner is going to look like for the website, the YouTube, the YouTube, the YouTube. Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, Twitch. I am very curious to know where you would like to start, Rachel, because I think we should do overall impressions first, right? Because this is, we've been waiting for several months for this and it finally came. And I think I know what you're going to say, but I'd like to hear you say it. Yeah. Overall impressions. um, I mean, you knew I had concerns about the huge weight that we had. And I'm like, I kept getting nervous, right? Like, how are they possibly going to live up to this hype? How are they going to deliver something to us that is worth this six month wait? And, and maybe I'm just a little biased, but I mean, they totally delivered, right? I mean, this was, this was, this was everything. I think for me personally, as a viewer, this was everything I wanted with the exception of a few things, but we'll get into that later. Okay. But yeah. (laughs) okay well you'll you'll laugh at my reasoning i i I figured but yeah i I think i know where you're going with it too (laughs) but we'll get we'll get there when we cover that specific piece which i think i know you're going to talk about uh mine is similar maybe similar to yours overall (laughs) uh it's that it was definitely worth the wait again some tweaks but definitely different than yours i'm sure and again and again tweaks like not really critiques but the overall impression that i got was compressed Mm. I felt like a lot of many different scenes were concatenated so that you get the gist of it mostly or you get the feelings mostly. But the thing about compressed things like compressed. So like, you know, when you put a soda in a can, it's in like a pressurized container or like an aerosol can. They want to get out. So like it's in here. And the more it's in here, the more it kind of unpacks in your brain (laughs) as it it, because this is, you know, we've had a week to digest this literally a week Mm -hmm. Uh, after midnight. Yeah. After midnight on Thursday, the episode was available i wasn't able to watch it till friday night just because of time and again i complained oh, complained yeah. a little bit about that in the pre-show because <laughs> work has been driving me crazy etc but again so okay. we've had a little bit of time to digest it i watched it again so it just had a t- had time to expand and i think the initial reactions kind of reflect that because when people were talking about it sunday night you know mainly the commentators and randos on twitter when we're all live watching the overall <laughs> impression was like it felt rushed i say compressed because <laughs> like i said it just feels like the episode expanded in your head the more you let it digest throughout the week right so mm. and i guess that's that's really the overall impression i will go through other things in this episode like that i would have tweaked a little bit but not really much you're right it did deliver there was finality to it there was ba- that badassery typical badassery when a when an arc reaches its end mm-hmm. on this show mm-hmm. and i broke that my satisfaction yeah that cardinal <laughs> yeah that yeah that weird <laughs> satisfaction when you finally reach the end of something that was has been plaguing our survivors yes. 
you know, you're not the only person that I heard um, say that it did feel like kind of kind of rushed, like they packed a whole bunch into that one episode. I mean, I can see how people would. It was a lot to fit into one episode, but I felt like it had a really nice flow to it. And yeah, um, no, definitely a flow. Definitely a flow. Yeah, I don't know. Like a, like a river. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I'm making this up, but I also felt like there was considerably less dialogue in, in this episode. And it was more about the visual story of what we were watching. And I love silent films. <laughs> watching the acting versus just hearing the lines delivered. I got that from this episode. You know, it was more about watching what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. And how I, they well, were doing it. What some of you may or may not know is that like one of my, my literally my favorite series to watch is uh, The Twilight Zone. And yes, it's it's it has its dialogue, but there are <laughs> spots where, I mean, it's all about building the tension. It's all about um, establishing a mood in, some, in a many, many, many times and many episodes. I mean, there have been episodes where there's no dialogue on The Twilight Zone. It's all about action. I love that. Like yes. fluid action. And it's amazing how in a short period of time, kind of like, you know, this what felt like this episode, this, again, it's not a bad thing, but um, in a short amount of time, they were able to establish so much, like give you, first of all, it felt like they gave you a backstory with every episode, but just by way of motion, um, mood, taking its time in a weird way for a 22 minute show. And again, they did that here, but they just, the thing about like modern television is that they gave you that, you know, action, fluid, motion, music, but they crammed a whole bunch of other visual elements too. Cause it's not like, um, in the twilight zone where there's panning shots, tons of panning shots and a lot of camera switching in modern television. There is a lot of camera switching. So we see Virgil in the beginning when Gabe is talking to laughing RJ and Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> Smiling RJ. Yeah. Smiling RJ. Um, I'm scared. We see him, you know, uh, approach Oceanside and kind of, you know, walk around a little bit. We have no idea at what point in time that's happening. And then flash forward to the end of the episode, he finds Connie, Connie. who, and I, I mean, from the looks of Connie, this looks like shortly after she got out of the the collapse, right? I mean, she's still all dirty. She's still laying in the ground. I mean, to me, this seems like very close to when that happened, right? Right. right. And then Virgil finds her. The, the nature of your <laughs> question itself makes me think about how out of sequence everything is. Remember when we were covering uh, episode 1014, Michonne's exit? I think it was 1013 or 1014. Could have been. It might have been either. It, whatever. Michonne's exit episode. We were saying how they were filming out of sequence because the thing that happens with Michonne happens several episodes back when she goes on the boat. And then we finally catch up to Michonne and that's where that starts. For all we know, Virgil laid his wife to rest, says he was going to stay there and said, fuck that shit. She gave, remember how I said she gave up on me like yeah. what am i gonna stay and hold hold a candle to her in this place i gotta be right. a part of the world i gotta listen to what michonne said right right at the end of the episode which was you know as long as you're alive there's a chance for you to do good in this world so for all we know he ventured off that island not too long after and mm-hmm. I, and so the, like the more you're the, the question itself actually makes me think okay maybe he did leave right after and it's just before or maybe during that moment where connie either gets buried under the rubble and has to leave with the horde or you know with, with guts or whatever just she had to do to get out or it is really after we're, we're seeing a connie who who was in beta's horde and eventually she collapsed and the horde trampled on her in the forest as they moved and that okay, sort of thing okay. so it's okay. one of those two things 
But I am I'm in your camp, or at least in the questions camp, of it could have been yeah. way before. Virgil finds her way before. Um, right. What we do know, though, is that when he goes to Oceanside, it is empty, because he was supposed to go there until he followed the cat. Right. The pan so, flew, flew in the cat, led him in a different direction. But good news, Connie's back. <laughs> Right, right, right. At least we got to see Connie. I mean, I think all, yeah. for the most part, most of my questions were answered. Did you think in that short amount of time, Eugene was going to somehow bring back Stephanie to help them out in this conflict? I mean, I think we had that impression, but now that the episode's over, it seemed like a fool's errand. Yeah, I was a little confused when Gabe was talking about the others, and then they showed the group that was going to meet Stephanie, and I'm thinking, well, well, first of all, I know I read the comic, so I know the end result, but but even, even without that, let's say they were going there to, to ask for help. They were not going to get there, ask for help, and get back in time to help at all. I, it's just one of those things that's in, in the back of your mind. It's like, uh, I'm not done yet. No, you're done. Right. <laughs> you're right. done. There's no, there's no, you're a man without thumbs. Right. I mean, uh-uh. really, really, he, he meant Maggie because that's who it ended up being, but he didn't know that. It's an interesting twist. It's like this funny thing where like, oh my God, the man of faith gets gets <laughs> like his, 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 uh, his prayers answered, right? Yeah. Okay. In the beginning, Beta goes begin and there's just like like and like it's going into the intro right it has the same it's like about and yeah. then all of a sudden all of a sudden the intro comes in and the drums drop out how cool would it have been if they kept the drums in for the mm-hmm. intro right for all your yeah. fucking waiting several months couldn't have somebody have just sent the word to go hey let's give him some some extra let's give him some <laughs> hey you bear mccreary let's give him a little something extra see those drums that you put in at the end of this episode this way when the intro comes on it keeps going and goes welcome back bitches the walking dead is back right that's what i was saying i was i was like look and i'm not complaining per se but i was like dude if i was doing sound design for this i would have done that you've been waiting a long time it sucks everything sucks but here's something to make it better you know give you that mood builder like a little a little critique you know, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll just I'll just do a video with me going do 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 do. Like literally, no, not playing the drums. I'll do it, my hands in the air, pretending to play with drums your mouth. Do, do, with do, my do. mouth. Do 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 do. There you go. Yeah. Oh my god. I hope somebody does that. I hope it's not me. I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> but yeah. I like it. I like don't, to. Don't don't try to do that. <laughs> no. Don't don't do 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 do. Anyway, so no. I wanted to actually in sequence show the moments where Beta is actually hearing the walkers basically yeah overall though the impression that i got from these moments was and every time this sort of happened in like the last few episodes or whatever all the episodes right after <laughs> alpha dies so i feel like they're building up this weird kind of this is the lore that alpha built up this like religion in the bible there's all these things about prophets right prophets hear voices i'm thinking they're playing with the idea that beta is like this prophet of the whispers okay. and he's hearing and he's he's hearing voices but the thing about that is in a way you're falling for it too because at the end of the episode when you look back at what they say it's almost as though they were giving him signs of what's to come they're almost like telling him it's over for you in some well, at ways one point, they literally do but like their words words or the voices in his head they can be heard in two 
two ways. So at the yeah. beginning, uh, at the end of Gabe's speech, the crowd goes, we are ready. A woman walker comes by because she goes, are you? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and which is a very interesting choice, right? It show with, it goes him, obviously questioning himself. Exactly. Right. And, and then, you know, we are the underworld. This is the end of the world again, which could be yeah. taken two ways, you know, like your world is crumbling or you are bringing about what the change that is necessary. Right. Yeah. When he sees the archers from the windows, like Diane, Beta says to a whisperer, okay, tighten the herd, right? Yep. And then indiv- individual guardians are going, together, together. Yeah. tighter. And then he's, he's like going through telling the walkers to tighten up too. Like I saw him like, and I'm like, they're not whisperers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. He's just, he's telling the walkers (laughs) tighter together. And then uh, the last one says right now. The last um, one? Yeah. It's in the it's in the subtitles. Okay, so now just before Luke's music starts playing. Yeah. That's when things start to turn. And, and and the walker that walks by him, the woman walker again, says, The end. Almost here. Just after he hears the music, uh, the walker goes, Our end. I so love like, how they she's go, she's heading in one direction when she says the first line, then the music starts and she's passing him going the other direction when she says our end. And I'm like, right. oh, creepy right And, and like, all the right. while, you have to remind yourself, this, this is Beta talking to himself. So he's I, also coming to the realization that th- this isn't working. Like, this this, this is his end. In his head, it's like, our end. Oh, my, the Guardians are going to disappear if I don't do something, right? Mm. But all the while, maybe he's more prophetic than he thinks, and it really <laughs> is his end, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, so it means more than what it means. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, it's like playing with our heads, in a way. It's like, wait, is this? does this religion have something to it? <laughs> <laughs> Should we be a whisperer? I don't know. Maybe. So then there's there's one last one, and you may have missed it. Um, while the whispers are all dying around uh, around him, and he's like looking on, he's like, "Who's who's making our, my whispers die?" Um, mm-hmm. You know, because because Daryl's like, you know, let's go back in, take these guys out, and and you know, protect the tower. Yeah. And so one of the walkers goes by Beta and goes, "Alpha." Oh, and, I thought that then, was Lydia. No, I thought Lydia said that to get his attention. No, no, it was it was, a, right it was a walker, and then she turns around and looks at him. Yeah, exactly. So, no, it's a walker. Watch this, and this is what. It's so creepy again okay. plays with plays with your head because he doesn't see lydia with alpha's mask yet the walker says alpha and then he doesn't see it he's like looking and then all of a sudden like something parts you know one of the walkers parts and he sees from the the back of lydia's head with alpha's mask on and she looks back this way you know she looks mm-hmm. behind her and so it that's the weird part it's like see that's he, why that's why i thought it was lydia i it sound to me it sounded like lydia trying to get his attention you actually see the walker mouth the words oh okay yeah yeah but that's what's creepy that's what's so creepy because it's like wait how does wait what wait is this real is he really a prophet again it's just why would would the walker why would his subconscious be telling him that alpha is out there if he hadn't seen her yet that's what i'm saying that's exactly what i'm saying it's almost a question which is why i thought it was lydia Because he wouldn't have known. Because she was that's there. the only thing that explains it, right? But at right. the same time, it's them fucking with you. It's the writers. It's <laughs> it's narrative fucking with you. But yeah. this is this is why that makes sense. I might as well launch into this because again, a lot of what this is in the end of the day, it's not just the religion. It's Half Moon's um 
subconscious coming out. It's his past coming back to to drag him down, right? Because the thing about Half Moon, I'm going to call him Half Moon now, right? Obviously, he went to a clinic because whatever it was about the crowd and the music was not satisfying to him any longer, right? I mean, is that the impression that you might have gotten? I, I don't know. Like, what do you think was his story? I like, what do you think of, made him go into the Nutty House? Well, I got the impression that, pro- you know, probably fame got to his head and went crazy. That's what I thought, too. And, and, and there's like little bits of that like tiny tiny bits of evidence that support that like one night only like that poster yeah. like for one night only meaning okay it, it clearly he couldn't handle anymore and he, he pops out every now and again right you know well, here and the there. way the way he sees the walkers talking to him you know very much looks like an audience too and how he would yeah. you know see an audience and probably imagine what they were saying because he can't hear everybody talking so you know maybe he made up what fans were saying about him and doing the same with the walkers right right and <laughs> And doesn't it doesn't the impression kind of go to you that like the whispers kind of like his roadies right like, yeah st- his stage yeah. crew <laughs> sure sure hey tighten the herd there buddy like the look right? we gotta please we gotta, we gotta please the crowd so this is what i'm so and it's it's never it's never more clear than the end scene like i call this a requiem for beta daryl obviously sticks the knives into his fucking face specifically his eyes and the moment the knives hit his eyeballs right and and by the way if you're looking carefully it go it doesn't go through and hits his brain Brain. No, it go- it goes at such an angle that it goes, and it you see it in his mouth. When like it just goes through in his dream. You can see it coming out through his right. mouth. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So the montage starts, and and again, different colors because now he can't see. So this yeah. is what he's thinking is happening, right? So the montage starts um, with Beta pulling Daryl's knives out, and then it starts with in darkness. Literally, we are free. <laughs> So he can't see anymore. Mm-hmm. We bathe in blood. We are fully. It's a flashback. So when Al, when he meets Alpha in the beginning mm-hmm. and Lydia, and she says, "You're not broken." Uh, killing Mary, she tears off some of his mask. Yeah, remember that. We love we love nothing. Alpha's head on a sick. So like that's he's like has to remind himself he loves nothing, even though he was upset about Alpha. We are free. He loved Alpha's her. head. Yeah, Alpha's head in the room in the back of the bar, staring at Alpha's head. Right. Mm-hmm. We fear nothing. The guardians start to gather around him in his head again. There's now. Right. We're still in the montage scene. Uh, the guardians gather around him as as he has his hands up, praising, "We are free." <laughs> yeah, we embrace our death. Alpha's head in his hands after he put her down. His adoring fans are all feeling him up in his head again. We're still talking about in his head. They're not trying to eat him yet, right, or anything like that, or at all. Maybe I don't know. No, you see a lot of this, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, a lot of caressing. Yeah, like just sort of like oh, like you would do to a celebrity. Well, Ex- some people exactly. Might. <laughs> okay, and then it's now is the end of the world. We are the end of the world. Okay. And then I write immediately after, but in reality, right? <laughs> Daryl is the one, Daryl's the one who pulls the knives out mm-hmm. right afterwards. It's like, if you don't really, again, compressed, you're like, if you don't, if you're not really paying attention, you'll miss this stuff. Daryl takes the knives out. The walkers tear the alpha side of his mask off first. So again, like it called, so that's why I said, remember what Mary does, like why he thinks of Mary in that moment. Mm-hmm. The alpha side comes off first. So now you're left thinking, oh, is he a fraud? Is that what that means? Was he never meant to be the alpha? And he's like relieved. What does that mean, right? And then the rest of his mask, they, they pull the rest of his mask off. Okay, now And now you're thinking like, okay, why are they bothering, right? Because like, why aren't they just eating him? And then, because again, you're, all the stuff before in his head, all the things that he hears in his head, and yet they're a little prophetic. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Are they going to just feel him up and wait? <laughs> Because, because he, so he, and he's still in bliss. Now his hands aren't up in the air in the next scene. His hands are like down by his sides, and, but he's looking on, he's in bliss. He's like, he's smiling through the, the, the he's like crying bloody tears without eyeballs. Um, <laughs> 
and a little goo goo gaga because like obviously his palate is is punctured yeah. and all that stuff so like blood's pouring out of his mouth <laughs> um and they do kind of feel him up as he goes on the way down it's this weird kind of like grabbing at his face but it, clearly it's like it's like weird there was one specific walker right in front of him that like a few times i thought was going in for a kiss and i'm like but the, and, and then i thought well no they're they're eating him right they're gonna eat his face but, right but it didn't like this walker never did they just sort of like fell into the crowd with him and i'm like they're not right eating him <laughs> exactly but in the end he goes down they start eating yeah, they, you hear the sounds yeah. a little bit again fucks with your head because you're like thinking i mean it's not exactly the way he envisions it in his head and yet there's just something about it how it goes down that it's like is he a prophet <laughs> is this how it's meant to be he's happy on the way down there's no screaming he's the only one that doesn't scream which which is which, which is weird also right because before he was stabbed in the face he could walk around them and they never attacked him he's still not screaming or bringing attention to himself he still should you know smell like death maybe right. that's why they didn't eat him right away they were confused well the blood they're like you it was the blood yeah, they're like you smell dead but you also smell good i don't get it <laughs> I actually put the way I actually put this at the night of when we were live tweeting. This is like the only time you'll ever hear me say, have you ever read the book called or the, the book uh, Perfume? No. The, the book is about a man who smells like nothing. He becomes a perfumer, which is weird because he wants to he wants to like smell like something. At the end of the day, people put impressions on him based on how he smells or what he chooses to smell like or what he doesn't smell like. He becomes the thing that, that they hate the most. Um, in themselves, you know, their perceptions of him. So that's not the point. The point is he basically works towards creating a scent that makes everybody absolutely love him. When he does that, he finds out that it makes him miserable. He wonders, is it me or is it the scent? <laughs> In his absolute crushing depression, the realization that there's just no point in going on because it's either this or be nothing, right? It's either feast or famine. It's either give them the scent and they'll love you for no real reason other than the scent or be smell like nothing and go out, go about through life being the object of other people's things that they hate in themselves. Essentially, he chooses to actually douse himself in the scent. He takes the bottle out and just pours it all over him. And this is what, what made me think of the beta scene is that people in homes and blocks away are coming towards the scent because they're attracted to oh. it. And all of a sudden they're adoring him, they're caressing him. And then all of a sudden they're eating him whole. They're tearing him apart because they want a piece of him. Like they love him so much Perfume, that they tear huh? him apart. I might have to check it yeah. out. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's really, it's kind of interesting. It, it, sounds, it does tell you how the- It sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> I mean, it is. I, it, a movie was made to actually, you know, uh, about the book, huh? but I've never seen it. I, I've yeah. only read the book, and it's not that it's not that long either. No, not a very long book, but it's a very interesting one. It actually stuck with me. The only thing I really have to say about the others is I'm not done yet. Sorry, is that I uh, I absolutely love that princess is on the show. I cannot wait to see more of her. I love her one liners. I love the actress, everything she brings to this character. I can't wait to see more princess. The little teeny little bit of her we got this episode was not enough. I think it was just enough. It was just like, <laughs> right. by the way, in that little bit of compression, like she she belts out these one liners in between things people say. It's perfect. Yes. Right. Yes. But who does that kind of remind you of, though? Because it really only just occurred to me until just now. Eugene's old pal. Tara? And Guardian. Tara? In a sense, Abraham. Oh, okay. And, and Tara. I was thinking yeah, more of a that Tara makes sense, too. Attitude. <laughs> But like the you're you must be a really horny dude. Right? Like yeah. that, that's a that's a little Abraham stank on it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. 
if like if, if Abraham and Tara, even though she was she was a lesbian, confirmed like fully all the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. If they had a love child, it'd be uh, Juanita Sanchez. I think so. And okay, so we get to the rail yard. Eugene's, uh, you know, he's like, uh, I guess you know what? Fuck this shit. Let's maybe we can find other people to help. Maybe we can find these people. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And then um, I immediately thought, oh, fear the Walking Dead much? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Kirsten Akuna, because I have to give credit where credit is due, she actually eagle-eyedly pointed out, right behind Princess, she gets up, she goes up to Eugene, she goes, damn, you're one horny dude. As she's getting up, you see right behind her, in the train car behind her, PM slash, you know, underneath that 110. Keep that in your mind. And then RX, and underneath that 04. The one I want you to focus on, because I saw the RX later. What does PM stand for? Pamela Thank you. I totally blanked on her last night. I'm like, I'm like, Pamela. And then the stormtroopers come out, basically. Okay. Well, I mean, I, th- that is interesting. It could definitely be Pamela. I I was still kind of thinking that uh, Georgie's going to be the Pamela character. I, I know. Well, what do you think RX means? Rick? Per- Rick was okay, the here? The first thing I think when you say RX is prescription. Right. Right. Exactly. Pamela is the prescription. Yeah. But <laughs> I was also cure. thinking, okay, so it's, it's a, yeah. Uh, or Stephanie's got the cure for oh. Eugene's boner ailment. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs Viagra when you got Stephanie? Oh anyway, so what's interesting about the 110 is don't think of it as 110. Think about as a think about it as 110 as in season 11. Oh, oh, okay. All right. I don't know. That's I'm just really reaching. Really reaching, but I like it. I like I'm it. reaching, but it's 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 the only explanation we have I'll, right I'll now. I'll allow it. <laughs> Let's go move on to the Stormtroopers, because I heard Chris, like the spirit of Chris from BMNY Deadcast in my ear going, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I felt the spirit of Chris move right. me. But it's really me. It, it, it is really me. I mean, I have mixed feelings about their uniforms. Okay. Mixed. I say mixed pointedly. Do you have any bones to pick with them at all? Not really. Not or, at, or were you too excited? Is not that what at it this was? point. Only because I mean that's exact. That's exactly what they look like in the comic books. I know exactly what. They look like. I know. The only thing I would hope to see is maybe an explanation for the uniforms. Where did they come from? I mean, I assume maybe they were just left over from something, and they took a supply. And ha- I, I, I don't know. An explanation would be nice, I guess. Not necessary. You know what, though? No, I I demand an explanation because <laughs> there's got to be one of the characters. One of these characters are going to have to say something like, and you know who it's going to be. It's going to be Princess. What is the fucking deal with these bright ass uniforms? I mean, they're not very stealthy. That's for sure. Okay. So think back to when you saw the first, the first time you saw a a uniform from any other group like this, which was Isabel, Mm -hmm. right? Or Isabel and her partner, right? Mm -hmm. I was thinking at the time, I don't know if you were, was like, okay, good. They're moving away from that janky ass, bright colored, out of nowhere, weird as fuck. Doesn't make sense in a survival setting outfit right <laughs> and then here we are like oh shit we're dealing with a completely different yeah. entity which i did predict sure. but still it, it still. tells me that they don't need to be stealthy it tells me that what, what they're yeah. doing they're not afraid of being seen exactly i think the, the point is to yeah. be seen be afraid of us right as opposed to the crm which is if you do see us it's already too late <laughs> that's what yeah. i'm saying yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas maybe, maybe with Pamela Middleton's group, it's more like we want you to see us, but maybe we'll give you a chance. Obviously, because of this scenario, mm-hmm. you said something very specific before that Georgie is really Pamela Middleton, right? I or thought, you made the yeah, assumption. Yeah, when we first met Georgie, I I immediately thought, oh, she she is a, a Pamela. <laughs> 
<laughs> and and Jane Atkinson, right. the the yeah. actress, fits that character role too. Let's let's take a couple things into account. We meet her first in season mm-hmm. eight, a key to the future. This could be the very beginning of whatever project she's on, and so she doesn't have too much. But eventually, over time, say six or so years, seven and a half, just call it. <laughs> timelines not very fun she may have given copies of this book to a bunch of people and then she's built some sort of weird outpost like thing where it's almost like a confederacy like a confederacy is a yeah you're all part of the same country but you kind of govern yourselves you're not we don't really you don't really have to abide by this other these other states rules but you're all your own little states your own little principalities with you know a very loose Mm non-centralized government you know I'm just here to kind of be a custodian right I visit your groups i say hey what can i do for you how can i facilitate trade with this state blah blah blah. but otherwise you guys govern yourselves what doesn't fit with the whole commonwealth thing is that obviously you meet her she has these weird sisters or whatever trying to guard her fine i'll take it whatever do you really think that georgie herself got to the point where she has these crazy ass flashy ass soldiers in bright armor i only say this as a question i don't know the answer to this but what do you think i think think? it's possible yes let me clarify i think it's possible that that georgie could have come upon a community that maybe already had this established and she got herself to a leadership role. Kind of like a Daenerys situation where she found the, whatever the guys, the eunuchs with the spears and those oh, that became her army yeah, automatically. Yes, yeah. Now here's the third thing that throws a wrench into the whole thing. If that's the case... First of all, how does Maggie know to come to the group? Did Georgie send her? Did Stephanie tell Georgie and she sent her? My thought is almost that Maggie and maybe Georgie are completely unaffiliated. We know for a fact that Maggie and Georgie had yeah, communications. Yeah. We know that she went a while ago, right after Rick you know, was offed or whatever. We know that she never came back and stopped communicating at some point during the five-year time jump. She just, she just stopped communicating. We don't know what happened. And they assumed, I don't know what they assumed. Maybe when Jesus died, they just kind of like, you know, things just happen to so fast we stop questioning uh, what i'm trying to figure out is whether georgie is responsible for sending maggie how does she know to actually go to this group right 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 now well that's we see her question. read that letter but we have absolutely no idea at what point in time that's happening did she read it and then just sit on it for however long and then just show up when she felt like it even more to your point is someone watching and if that's the case then it can't be that georgie is with the commonwealth or maggie left the commonwealth a long time ago something might have happened at that point where Maggie couldn't get those letters Mm -hmm. or was kept behind to not get those letters, etc. Or she had to leave and she was not able to come back, etc. But let's go back. In the opening minutes, mm-hmm. Gabe's speech, where Maggie picks up the box, reads the letters, etc. She's wearing an off-white shirt, like a loose off-white shirt. Same hat, yeah. right? It's war- It's warmer, obviously. Yeah. You know, you find out near the end, okay, it's closer to fall, to autumn. She's wearing a hat. She's wearing a big-ass scarf, a zip-up shirt, which is, which is a completely different color, a backpack. Hair is a little longer, too, I think. So, we may have been on to something when we said this was a little bit warmer weather. She's reading this way in the past. It's warmer weather, which means in winter, just before winter is when Henry got slaughtered. Time has passed. It could have been spring, let's say. We're in winter. She read this like maybe half a year ago. Six months. Oh my God, six months ago. Kind of like how long it took uh, took for us to get to, to get this episode. Isn't that weird? It's fall now. Uh-huh. Do you think, okay, knowing that, do you think that's why they may have done the CG in that way? Like to line it up? She reads the letters in April, mm-hmm. let's say, uh-huh. and you're staring at, a, at, at Carol on the cliff <laughs> and it's autumn and it kind of, it's this weird confluence of like oh is the walking dan real <laughs> is it is it out there 
But I'm trying to make sense. I'm trying to make sense out of this because, yeah, I mean, it could have been that time passed this long and then she knew to come back. Or we don't she know where she, we don't know where she was either. We don't know how long it took her to get from where she was to here. I mean, for all we know, she left immediately and it just took her that long. We don't know where she did. Right. So, but but the letters have to be somewhat close because we know that they were delivered near Oceanside, so it's not too far away, right? Now here's the way out. I kind of figured out the way out of my trap of like, how does Maggie know to come? What do we hear at the end of the episode of that episode? You know, after Judith and the King hang up, you hear a voice, mm-hmm. right? Whose voice do we find that 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 it is? It's Stephanie's, mm-hmm. right? What if Maggie in that time did we, had did, re- had did we re- confirm that that was Stephanie's voice? I think it's safe to I assume. I mean, I'm I'm assuming, but what if Maggie had told Stephanie to reach out to our group after to reading the letter end? or to something? Why not Maggie herself? Maybe after reading the. That's a good question. Maybe Maggie. Maybe Maggie doesn't want to have to come back. Bitch. <laughs> Sorry, but see, and this is. And let's enter into this conversation because I know you had you had joined the rant about Maggie and not liking I'm, her. I'm, I'm and I like don't this bo- with Maggie. I'm constantly back at tepid, yeah, tepid. I, She's very human. I'll give her that. Right. I mean, her actions are very human, right, and so right. it's easy to get mad at her when she makes dumbest decisions. <laughs> And we went through this actually when we talked about her going away, which was like, okay, in a way, she was kind of responsible for him, for Rick, quote unquote, dying because she wasn't, she was obstinate, did not want to participate in this plan and said, just leave us alone. We're doing Mm -hmm. fine. You know, don't, we're not going to let the saviors drag us down, you know, as a community. We're going to choose to stay Mm -hmm. out of this. They can pull themselves up by their bootstraps. But not to get political. <laughs> but then when she finds out that she's kind of partially responsible for all of this happening, the bridge camp getting overrun, the two walkers merging to the super horde, etc. Yeah. And then Rick goes away. So then she goes away. She's like, you know what? I can't. I can't do this. Let, let me try again with another community. I, I failed this I, one. I hope we get an know? explanation for her leaving. I mean, we don't. She just sort of up and left. I mean, I suppose you're right. We will eventually figure it out because at some point, Matt, Maggie is going to feel like, fuck, I guess I have to help them because things Mm -hmm. suck. Maybe if I would have been there, maybe some of this would not have happened. Do you think she feels like a a sense of responsibility? How could she not feel a little bit responsible for this group of people that she left behind? I I would. Sometimes when you wrong someone, if they're not strong enough to walk away, you feel like, I can't keep hurting you like this. It was kind of like the Daryl and Carol conversation, right? Okay, okay. Like, like, I can't keep doing this to you. And, And so you go, I have to remove my from the situation because you guys will keep taking me back and you don't deserve that. And so th- there is that kind of mentality going on, you know, like where Maggie's kind of like, had I just cooperated a little bit, maybe the sanctuary would still be around. Uh, maybe Rick would still be alive. Maybe the whole th- project wouldn't have gone to shit. Right. And so she feels responsible. And so she feels she needs to extricate, extricate him- herself from this entire project. Maybe they're better off without me because I, I couldn't stick my head out of my ass long enough to see that, to maybe try a little bit, you know? Maybe. Do you think maybe part of her, I also thought maybe part of her, she left because she couldn't be, she couldn't trust herself to be that close to Negan anymore and not kill him. I think she got her resolution in that, in that respect. I don't think she was ready to leave after that. I think because if, if you remember, she and Michonne are at that scene. and The pathetic scene? Yeah. Yeah. And she's holding back <laughs> Michonne, just like Michonne held her back mm-hmm. when, when they decided to save Negan. I do think she, she feels responsible. And now she feels doubly responsible because she's like thinking, maybe if I had, I stayed, had I just forgiven myself long enough, like maybe this wouldn't have happened. You know, this mm-hmm. is like the faulty thinking of like thinking that you did something, you know, you helped the group out by leaving it. 
And and maybe that mm-hmm. wasn't such a good call, you know? But it, you know what? The very question that we're asking right now is what Carol's going through near the end of the episode because she's like, there's all these people who don't quite want me dead, obviously, but they do think, you know, Birdie's giving me the side eye. Diane's <laughs> Diane's giving me, telling me, giving it, giving it to me straight. You let Negan destroy Hilltop, essentially. Right. He killed the two Hilltop scouts and hung them from trees. His old message so that yeah. they would know it's him. Daryl definitely knew right, right away, right away. Yeah. So you let that happen. That's that was our people. She's sort of getting it from Oceanside a little bit. She and Lydia is just kind of giving her a pass. And we'll go back to that in a sec. But by the end of this, and the end of the episode, she cannot forgive herself. She's like, better to leave. They're only going to know me as this. It's all I'll ever be. I mean, you see Negan and Lydia playing with these feelings as well. We'll never be accepted, no matter what we do, no matter how hard we try. I can't do this no. anymore. I need to leave. And so that's that. That's the interesting thing about this question is because that question does come up and it may come up when we talk about Maggie. Like I need to, I may not need to want to kill myself because I've got a son to raise. I don't think she's even nearly there, but she does feel responsible and thinks they're probably better off without me. I could have, if I had just been wiser and not stubborn, but it's, it's a funny thing when you actually see Maggie do the very thing Michonne does later. We need to worry about our community mm. scars, you know, and then she, she has this thing, no outsiders, you know, funny thing how everybody kind of goes through that a little bit. It's good to be back. <laughs> isn't it right just want to say that out loud it is we get to go through everything and only keep some (laughs) i think there's there's really only one one other thing in this episode that i wanted to talk about at length everything else i think i just kind of had passing thoughts or like impressions on let's talk about the pan flute in the room Now, you may not remember since it's been half a year, but when we discuss the episode where, where Beta discovers the tower, he sees a cat, the cat that, the cats, one of the cats that ran away as opposed to the cat that stayed. Um, and the cat leads him back to the tower. Now, when the cat strafes across the screen, and we had this in the episode because we just threw it in there, there's this little pan flute. He goes, <laughs> now wait, because it comes back. Every time our our groups of two come across a whisper. As the whisper brings up their knives. Or, you know, you see the the whisper come out behind a walker. The same pan flute, but like even more loud. It's much more prominent and it's like much more like out there. Like it's not the same tune, but it's still a pan flute. So it's like, okay. <laughs> it's really weird. So like, like an I, alarm. I start, I literally, I just, I literally were like, oh my God, this is so <laughs> fucking funny. I cannot wait to talk about this on the show. Like I can tell you that a pan flute comes out each and every time, but I can't <laughs> replicate the feeling that I get when you see the cat coming across the screen, beta losing his fucking mind. And then like, but now it's, and again, this goes back to the prophet, right? Because it, at first it was beta, right? Beta is when the pan flute comes out. Now yeah. we're seeing, we're hearing the pan flute with all the whispers. We're like, oh my God, it's the disciples of the prophet. They can hear the pan flute too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like throughout the season, whoever's been doing the score 
is having a fucking field day. The trumpets in squeeze, the Goonies-esque trumpets, the pan flute. Oh my fucking God. It's like, it's just the sound design. It's just so funny. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking funny. Obviously I heard it, but it didn't like sink register. in and register. I was, I was thinking I, about, I was so focused on something else during that scene. Obviously a lot of whispers got murked either by a Hawkeye's arrows, Diane, better than Hawkeye. So cool. So stellar. So cool. And by the way, Scott is there with her. Just wanted to mention that out loud. And, Scott, and Rachel. And Rachel, too. Kenrick Green. Uh, Sinequa Martin-Green's husband. Oh, and Rachel, yeah. yes. And Rachel Rachel's from Oceanside. Get a little bit more of a role from her, her leadership style. <laughs> sure. Rachel Ward. Okay, this is kind of like what we were feeling uh, when the kingdom was actually on a, on a path to one of the outposts. Like, yeah, and yet I smile. We're going to go through the forest. And then all of a sudden, the Gatlin gun comes out and starts mowing down our, our people, right? <sighs> yeah. And what was that moment in this episode? Beatrice. Ugh. I saw it coming the second I saw her face. Oh, because we hadn't seen it in so long. As soon right? as I as soon as I saw Brianna, I went, Oh no. <sighs> Maybe there's like this like Friday the 13th kind of moment where, you know, okay, couple rules. If you have sex, you die. If if you, if you talk shit yeah. about like our group, you die. So like what, yeah. right when she was like not trusting Lydia, I'm like, oh, it's going down. It's Wait. going down. So as soon <laughs> as, as, soon as, as she has her... lines, as soon as she has right. lines, it's going down. <laughs> right. Because yeah. you don't really hear her speak too much either, too. Not a whole lot. Not a whole no. lot. She's got some good one-liners too. But I, so what, as soon as I saw her, I was immediately worried. I'm like, Oh God, no, 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 no. And then, and then Jules was there too. And I thought, oh, oh, okay. Okay. Here we, okay. We're good. We're good. All right. We're going to lose Jules. I don't have, uh, Brianna's safe. And then. Wait, but hold I on. Let's, let's, let's stick with, let's stick with Jules for a second. Because why did you think that there's expressions of love? Because, there- because Jules, yes, because losing Jules would have an emotional impact on another character. Jules is a familiar character. The viewers know her and we would have, you know, an emotional response to, to losing her as well. And then we would feel for Luke. So losing Jules would would be a good death. It would have the right amount of impact and not, you know, jeopardize anything because she's not, right. you know, in the main in the main, you know, fold there. So right, even though like they're establishing something just to rip it away, which makes sense for this show, which right? makes sense. Yes, that the, they do it all the time. And yet, this is interesting, kind of weird bait and switch going on here because they're pointing an arrow to it. Like it's obvious. Oh, it's going to happen. Jules is going to get ripped from, or Luke. Or Luke is going to get ripped from the who knows. Okay. Like, you're I, thinking I both things. My mind, but yeah, yeah. I was thinking more jewels so we could see the impact it had on Luke. But as soon as I saw who Beatrice walked out the door with, I I knew. Oh, God. The, the, the harbinger of doom that is Carol. That was the <laughs> end for Beatrice. And the whole time, Eric will attest, Eric will attest to this. From, from that moment, I was just petrified. I'm like, no. Oh, she did. <laughs> She's dead. You know, They're gonna bring her back just to kill her. I was so <laughs> mad. I was so mad. <laughs> right, because we were getting, we were starting to like her over the pandemic. We were like, oh, we're watching her videos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's that's the weird thing too. Like, yeah, we're like getting to know her through these videos, these these quarantine videos, right? <laughs> That we were talking about, like in in our in our trailer breakdown of mm-hmm. episode ten sixteen, we put I even put in one of those videos, and it's like okay, yep. but now wait, let's let's go back to that trailer breakdown video. What was the funny thing that we actually throw threw up on the screen, and that was this dinner, this weird this dinner that where everybody's together. Oh, we wrapped up and blah blah blah, everything's great. That was her death dinner with all the cast. Yeah, yeah. 
Did it occur to you when you saw nope, it? Not then. Nope, not at that time. No, of course not. And now, now the circle is complete. Oh, don't be sad. Oh, <laughs> it's all so I sad. wanted was Beatrice to come back to the show, and then when she does, she dies. I'm so mad. Right, but like, see, and, and that's like, and this is this weird kind of return to like the high women, right? Like, yeah, I don't think the show understood how well people would re- respond to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sometimes you don't you don't know till it happens. You, you know? really don't. You really yeah. don't. I mean, look, and this is a personal thing. When we saw Anthony Michael Lopez, uh, who played a uh, background character named Oscar, who was named on the show Oscar, um, you heard his name every now and again. He got murked at the the wagon train with the burning down the house music and all that stuff, which we'll get to at some point. But you know, I had a response too. I'm like, oh, not him too. Oh, he's so nice on Instagram. He's such a sweet mm-hmm. guy. He just bought a house. Also, like car, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Chandler Riggs uh, just last oh. year or like sometime like season nine or something like that. Uh, so oh. like, ah, oh, man. Anyway, we go back to Beatrice and it's just like, I will say that was probably the best death that I have seen on the walking dead by far. Right. Right. Trump's Noah's Trump's Beth. Every death that we have seen so far. I think this one. Oh my God. They I ripped her leg off her arm off. They busted her the breast chest plate. open. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, no. I will never, I'll never forget Noah's death. Just that, that, that will never traumatizing. Yeah. Nothing will top that. But like the coolest death was definitely that one. Like, yeah, Noah's is traumatizing. This was cool. You can see the breastplate, like the uh, other white underneath, right? It was almost (laughs) hokey, but that's how quickly they ripped it apart. As she's going down, she's telling Carol, you know, not save, no, not help me, but take this, you know, take this. We need this. She knows she's going down, but her last act is to still help the group. Right, exactly. So, like, and that's what I wrote down. I'm like, dude, she's not going down without a fight. You know, like, she's going down, but not without getting this out of the way, right? It was so fast, too. Yeah, and her screams had a purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's literally haunting, which is why she wants to kill herself at the end. Brianna Venskis, you did that. That was all you. You were responsible for... For Carol, the character wanting to kill herself, might have been the might have been the you know the cherry on the on top, just, but yeah, the, I, that like was a needle, mountain of stuff. Yeah, you say the needle on the haystack <sighs> that is yeah. the guilt piling on. But but she had to keep going, right? I mean, if that would have happened to anybody, the other person had to keep going. You you had to. No, I understood you know, too. Car- I did. Carol too. did what she do, and and honestly, I think that's why uh, Beatrice didn't call out for help either. She knew she wasn't going to get help. Oh. It's done. It's over. Yeah, for sure. It was just, you know, here, take take the supplies. Take what we need. Counterpoint. Like, one could argue Carol is just bad. You know, we see, that's the way we see her. We see her as this badass person. And maybe that's the way Beatrice sees her. And it's like, what are you doing? You're Carol. You're this person. What's going on? But Carol, in her weakened state, is saying, I wasn't fast enough. I wasn't strong enough. I failed you. I failed again. I, I keep making these mistakes or whatever. Or, you know, like, maybe she's just on autopilot. What else is she supposed to do? She's a survivor, blah, blah, blah. But I think she's reverting back. And then I actually wrote this down in my notes. I'm like, I literally, she's reverting back to the person who was abused. You know, survive another day. As the abuser goes, you don't say anything. You don't do anything. You don't hope for for something next. You know, it's like, you just, just, I need to just survive the next day. And then the next day, you know, I, maybe I'll have control over my destiny some, but not today. Maybe some, maybe some, you know, it's like something like my mom said one day, and this is going to sound very depressing, but like my (laughs) mom used to say, no. Maybe someday. Like it, whenever she gets upset about something, maybe someday I'll, things will be okay. Maybe someday. That was like the, it's so depressing. I, 
I say that all the time. <laughs> it never happens. Someday never comes. We know that. No, it's no, it never comes. No, I heard that it's song finally someday. in my 20s. <laughs> it's always someday. Well, I mean, you know, hopefully Carol can pull herself out of this now. I mean, Daryl. Let's go back to one moment before that, though. As Daryl's setting up the tripwire right, with the dirty bomb or dirty mm-hmm. bombs, actually multiple. They're talking about Michonne helping out these people. He says, he keep, I keep thinking I'm never going to see her again, just right. like everybody else. Just like everybody else. And she goes, I'm still, I'm still here. here. What does Daryl say at the end of the episode? That he's still here. Because you realize what, what he said to her saying that. Nothing. Yeah, that was the end yeah. of the scene. It, it yeah. cut. He, didn't, he yeah. didn't respond to that. Yeah, I found that very interesting. And then you get to the end, he does say it. He's like, yes, I am still here. I tried to pay closer attention on my second watch, but I still couldn't really tell. When Carol and Lydia get back from getting rid of the herd, did Daryl look surprised to you to see Carol? I, I know what you're saying. I think there was a sense yeah. of ap- not apprehension that she's still here, but more of like this weird, I didn't think I was going to see you again. Because I like know- a re- Like maybe like relief. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Like he almost looked relieved to see her. Yes. Well, yeah, in a way. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm saying. There was like, yes, relief, but then that extra thing of like, I was fully prepared to not, to know that I was never going to see you again. Right. Why? Because throughout this season, because again, we're kind of overlapping right now this season started it started almost a year ago because you have to realize something it it is the eighth our panel at nycc was the third either way we're overlapping okay Mm -hmm. from the beginning of season 10 right so now you bring that in what do we see in the beginning of season 10 we see a daryl that at first is not calling carol out and then eventually (laughs) over time as things pile on calls her out but throughout everything he never yells at her he never tells her what to do he says calmly do you think that's such a great idea she's been through enough uh about lydia when he's like basically kidnapping her (laughs) he never really gets in her way he never really stops carol from doing what she's going to do he he he, the one thing he does and it's already over by the time it's done is that the one thing he does is follow her when it comes to the to the whisper she plans on capturing to get information right that's clear by the end of it like i may not stop her from doing what she's going to do but at least i can try to keep her safe while she's doing it right yeah i'll be there to right but he never gets in her way be dangerous to get in her way (laughs) bottom line is he respects her he's always respected her that's the point i respect your intelligence you're a big girl i'm not to take your power away you know yeah. you you spent enough time being forced to do things you don't want to do so I, I bring this out because by the end of the episode he's like i made my peace with it i'm never going to get in her way i'm never I, even if it if it means she's going to do something that hurt ultimately like this thing which is leading the herd off a cliff and i may never see her again i will never see her again period I, he knows and then he sees her and you're right there's that bit of relief sure but there's that bit of like fuck thank god right like that there's like this and speaking of thanks thank god by the way that little scene where (laughs) gabriel says um i'm sending my prayers or or god be with you or something like that and he goes i'm gonna need it i I thought that was kind of just interesting that he responded to that you know oh yeah and yet here we are his prayers (laughs) are answered so Lydia tells Carol, I'm not looking for another mom. I don't need that kind of relationship. This could be something more. And I thought, oh, that's that's really beautiful. Or you different, know, they different. Yeah, something something different. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's really beautiful. You know, have, be more on, you know, the same level, be friends, talk about things. You know, I, I thought that was really pretty, you know. And then at the very end, I thought Lydia was gonna kiss Carol at any second. I was just waiting for lips to smack, and I'm like, whoa, is that what she meant? <laughs> But it didn't happen, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. First of all, I didn't get, I didn't get those vibes. But let's explore yours for a minute. (laughs) 
because that's interesting. I didn't even think of it that way. I didn't see it that way. But let's take it to its logical conclusion because they're kind of like when they come out to see Daryl, they're like walking through the woods. She was awesome. No, you're awesome. You're let's, awesome. Fr- <laughs> let's French kiss later. Yeah, maybe in a 69 <laughs> formation. You kiss my oh lips. My I'll kiss your <laughs> lips. That took a hard left turn. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when you said that, though. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Now I'm all like messed up about it. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I mean, I, I was totally wrong, absolutely wrong. I mean, it I was, mean, I don't it, know I that mean, you're wrong. That's the thing. Uh, we don't know. I think I'm wrong. I'm, I, uh-huh. I, th- I think I'm wrong. But, but why? Just for a moment, I don't know. Well, what, well, makes, because Carol, what makes you wrong? What about it? Because Carol and Daryl are getting their own spinoff, and Lydia's not there. So, <laughs> what if Daryl's like the the driving this? Daisy person of the group, and they're in the back seat, like permanently well, nude. That would be Daryl. Then it would be Daryl, Carol, and Lydia spinoff, not just Daryl. Yeah, yeah. I, but anyway, I yeah. Just they're the, in they're the ones that have contracts. When she's holding on to her, and they're you know all down there, and they're you know she's looking at the mask, and they're just comforting each other. I there was a few moments where I thought Lydia was going to lean in for a kiss. Here's why I didn't think that, and again, it's the most boring reason, boring Dave cameo reason why. It is that way, not nearly <laughs> as exciting as your brain. <laughs> Where like every every emotional scene is a porno. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm not that bad. No, no, you're not. But like now, I'm like wondering if there is something there hiding behind the surface. Like, could this be a porno? No, wait. Well, could that scene be a porno? Maybe. <laughs> like, I don't know. Listen, you're only sharing. You're only sharing a fraction of what's going on in your brain. So what do I know? Anyway, so the reason why I don't think, I didn't think that at the time is because I was too busy thinking about the end of season nine. Lydia's twice tries to kill herself and I think twice is thwarted by Carol, if I'm not mistaken. The one big one, obviously. And I, right. yeah. Which is originally Carol's death in the comic, essentially, right? Sort death of. Death by Walker. Sort. The idea of this like role reversal, what that means. Who? So then obviously there's a link she between these offered, two. Yeah, she offered herself to a Walker. we never seen that on the show. Only time we see is with Lydia. So now we have a return. Because Carol found a way to not only kind of forgive her, but kind of accept her. It's one thing to forgive. It's another thing to accept. And they did have conversations afterwards. Carol did concern herself with finding Lydia after the fall, essentially. And never never really did, but she tried. And this is where you get the alpha dream sequence. Carol gets only mm-hmm. almost buried by that shack that collapses on her, etc. Whatever. And then you have this scene. It says a lot about for all the things that Carol is hating on herself about in this season, all the things she did in pursuit of trying to destroy, murder, burn down her killers. She forgot about the good things she did along the way. One of which mm-hmm. is Lydia. And, it, and everything, get, and as Morgan says, I think it was Morgan, everything gets a return. The good things matter too. The things that yeah. you do in the past, they mean something. They have an impact. Mm-hmm. You, for, you just forgot. You forgot. And Lydia is a living example of what happens when you take the time to actually do good things. Here's another thing. Had Rick not saved Negan, I don't think that end scene with Beta would have turned out quite the way it did. You know, Beta sees Negan makes a beeline for him, distracting him just enough so Daryl McTwo knives could stab him in the fucking eyes. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah. You know, like there's so many different things where if Negan had not lived, you know, things may have not turned out the way. I don't, Alpha would have definitely not been reached, you know? Nobody else from our group would have been able to infiltrate that way. And I don't know about you, but like had Alpha lived, 
It's still possible that she would have met Henry, and yet Alpha would have eventually gotten her hands on Lydia, her original plan, and murdered her. Yeah. And so, but, and so, we, yes. so if it wasn't for Negan, she wouldn't even be around. And I think, I think Negan at some point off screen may have shared that with her, which is why she's able to go to Carol and go, you know, thank you for what you tried to do. I know it's not the ideal way. I know you did some things in pursuit of that to do that, but like, I get it. And she wasn't really a mother ever, really. I wanted right. her to be, but yeah. So Even like, before the apocalypse, obviously. But yeah, you know, they were, they were about to make out. <laughs> so... <laughs> My wires, no, no, yours, my wires were crossed, but you know, uh, yours is just way cooler. I just, <laughs> just no comparison to like what I will go. Well, excuse me, but they really think it's this. It's like, <laughs> nah, nah, they're about to French kiss, bitch. <laughs> it's like, should I even bother? I can't compete. I just can't compete. It's just, I mean, I'm gonna bring down the room. That's, that's all I'm gonna do. So, I'm gonna bow chicka wow wow. Right. Well, while they were, while everybody was talking about what to do with this herd and Lydia kept saying, you know, Oh, I'll, you know, I'll lead them away. And da da da. And Daryl's like, no, absolutely not. Da, da, da. I like, I like that though. I did too. I did too. But my first thought was, why do you have to jump over the edge? Why not just stand there and slowly walk backwards while they're all walking past you or, or whatever it is that she has to do to do that. Yeah. I, I see. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I don't think she needed to do that. Like Lydia didn't say like, I, I, guys, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> like, I think she, that's the way she kind of, her impression was. Is like guys, I, I, I do this all the time. Yeah, like, I, I'm gonna fight. But again, like Daryl's like, no, no, fuck that shit. I, I let you go with Carol the first time, and look what <laughs> happened. But no, I mean it's valid. Like I think there is a piece of him when he was like shirtless, looking at the double capper, going, "Why did I let that happen?" You know, I'm, I can't do that. To, like, do you remember when she was at the um, infirmary and uh, Daryl's with her, and he, he, she was relaying the story about her father and how he just, he just smelled like onions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But th that little heartfelt moment, and he's like holding her, and I just got like a little emotional, and just going, "This is what it could have been like." At the end, of the, in the storm, when they're walking, is like you can really see that. Okay, maybe this could be a father figure. We were talking about on, our, on Squawking Dead. We we're saying how like this could be a really good opportunity for Daryl to have this like steward kind of thing. Like these are the two of the same abused people, you know, traumatized PTSD. He has her in the in the cell, and he knows who he's dealing with because he was that. Yeah, you know, it didn't quite turn out that way <laughs> but you get hints of it with 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 that the story the, he now and again i don't think they fleshed it out quite as well as they could have throughout but like this one moment where he's like no nah, fuck that no no way right no way you're you're my kid <laughs> you know right. i'm not letting yeah. you do that no no we'll cute. find another way like there wasn't even like the he didn't even hesitate no no we're not doing that <laughs> but but alpha no no do, 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 no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know and then and and you know and then we see carol at the edge too and i'm like just stand there you don't have to move you know or like hide behind a rock which is what they ended up doing I'm like nobody yet, has to die right now why is this so I, macabre like just stand there <laughs> yeah and yet like she's like this is it you know for everything no because you know what it is you know what it is <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. She's doing it because she feels like she has to for everything that she's done. For all the piles and piles of bodies she feels bodies she feels responsible for. Yeah. 
Like we never heard back from Connie. I mean, after a while, you got to assume, yeah, that's it. That's what happened. Yeah. We got Magna back. We weren't that lucky. What did Connie do? I killed. I killed Daryl's friend. You know, at least friend. That's just, we won't go there. But like, at least friend. Yeah. You know, well, she I mean, sees she's them. A lot of people's friends. You know. Right, but like she sees them parlay. She sees the sign language book in <laughs> Daryl's back pocket. Think she, she knows. Think she did it on purpose to get Connie out of the way. <laughs> no. Nah, well, obviously not, because she wants to kill herself. I'm kidding. She wants you. Yumiko to punch her in the face too. Right. That's, that's the thing. Do you remember that scene? Carol wants. Like, she, she wants to be punished. Yeah. Like she said what she said to get herself punched. You know that, right? Absolutely. At the end, yeah. it's I, like I think I said it during our recap. Yeah. She yeah, wants yeah. to be punished. <laughs> well, then you convince me. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, so this, this is why. Hopefully, now she can stop punishing herself. I mean, she, her, and Lydia got rid of the horde. I mean, that's a pretty big thing. I hope she can. I think that's going to take some work. Yeah. Start but to forgive I, herself. I think maybe we'll get there. And man, if she sees. Connie's alive. She can maybe get a little, a little like relief. Yeah, you know, a little, like you know, I'll never let that happen again, right. sort of thing. Right. But hold up, what, what's Connie gonna think? I was you know, just right? thinking about That's... that. Knowing Connie, I don't, I don't think she'll blame Carol. I mean, Connie. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think she will. I think she'll just say, you know, shit happens. I'm glad I made it but out. We, but we don't know, right? Because I mean, she uh, is we'll spending see. time with Virgil, though. He might, he might twist her mind up. <laughs> he might give her some of that Jimson <laughs> 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 He's going to send her on a spirit walk. <laughs> you want to smoke this shit? She's going to dream about Carol. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, my God. I thought I was in heaven, but I was really making out with Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Why was Lydia watching? Oh my god! Anyway, she likes to anyway. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we could be something, something different. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, so I'm terrible. You just made this podcast, right? That's the clip right now. I'm gonna just clip together every time. I just kept on piling on. See, Luke's choice of song was "Burning Down the House" by Talking Deads. Talking yes. Heads, and there's so much to that. First of all, the band. Talking heads. Talking heads. <laughs> Beta hearing voices. <laughs> And then heads on pikes. Mm-hmm. Alpha's had everybody's, t- you know, talking heads on Alpha's the spikes. <laughs> exactly. Can have a chorus. So what? So watch out. You might get what you're after. It's like don't f- don't be afraid to succeed, Beta. Go and get it. I'm an ordinary guy. That lyric was interesting. Beta's always had delusions of grandeur. He what? He just wasn't satisfied with with his fame as Half Moon. He just lost that satisfaction with fame. Okay, I was thinking um, Ezekiel's a, a episode. Just some guy. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then obviously burning down the house, Beta's going to go for broke. And I'm also thinking like suicide mission, maybe. Like if I got to go, I'm going to be hmm. surrounded by, the, by the, the, the chance of my crowd, you know? Mm-hmm. Hold tight. Wait till the party's over. So enjoy good things as they don't last. <laughs> Hold tight. We're, we're in for nasty weather. There's got to be a way. We'll get through troubled times. Describing the tower, like batten down the hatches, you know, we'll figure it out. Now here's a ticket. Pack your bag. <laughs> I'm so, singing it right uh, Right? I am too. So time for jumping overboard. The transportation is here. Close enough, but not too far. Maybe you know where you are. Because this whole thing is very interesting. Uh, Negan gives Lydia the mask. So here's your ticket. Get out while the getting's good. Time for jumping overboard, right? Mm-hmm. With his own ma- with his own mask too. Okay, so close enough to being a hero for giving her the mask, maybe. So that's like close enough, but not too far. <laughs> maybe you know where you are. Maybe you don't, Negan. Hmm. Mm. But I thought that was very interesting. So I'm like, now I'm like, at this point in the in the lyrics, I'm like, is this whole episode scripted around this song? Maybe. <laughs> 
Cause, cause that's or what maybe it looks they, like. Okay. They, you know, they got the, the, the lines to fit the scenes. Maybe. The lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So fighting fire with fire, right? Using the guardians against the whispers, shooting them with the arrows and then they go down and then the whispers go down. Right. Oh. But then, but the whispers are using the dirty bomb against ba- Gabe and company. So you remember that last, uh, dirty bomb that didn't go off at the top of the stairs mm-hmm. where Judith is, you mm-hmm. see it, the guy's crawling up and he's, it's right in front of his face. Yeah. They use, they use that, they dismantle it used the dirty bomb against them so fighting fire with fire they chopped down the door remember they were hacking at the door with the axe yeah in that hole they actually threw the dirty bomb in. oh yeah that- oh sorry yeah 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 all wet hey you might need a raincoat guts ponchos right <laughs> more right. blood exactly more and greg nicotero more, more blood. blood more blood. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Shakedown Dreams uh, sorry Shakedown Dreams okay I'm trying not to sing the song in my head (laughs) or out loud actually (laughs) Shakedown Dreams Dreams Walking in Broad Daylight The Whispers right that's all I wrote (laughs) 365 degrees Guardians Everywhere That's all I wrote. It was once a place. Sometimes I listen to myself. Gonna come in first place. Beta hears voices, thinking the guardians are cheering him on, bringing down the end of the world. That's 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 where I came. Like I listened to myself coming in first place. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, yeah, that's right, bitches. I got I got I got my guardians all telling me I'm doing a great job. <laughs> that's that's as far as I went. There's more like the uh, the last few lyrics. I just couldn't parse out, and I didn't want to spend too much time on it because mm-hmm. then it just it kind of broke broke apart. But I it just most of the song just maps on really well yeah when i heard the song first of all i mean it's a fucking awesome song so i was just like hell yeah and then and then i thought oh yeah oh yeah we're burning down their house this is a perfect song to play well we're taking them down but yeah exactly i like what you said better (laughs) no 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 but like (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of the point because there's some some of these lines are actually reflexive it's like okay it's not just the the heroes winning but it's also the the others gaining ground too so it's like mm-hmm. for example like fighting fire with fire like both teams use what they would normally use against the other you know yep. so that's you know like using the guardians against each other like yeah. the kind of fire with fire um you know normally the gang wouldn't use walkers against their enemies mm, they would use it for cover or use it for distraction but they wouldn't use literally use it against them like by the time our gang is trying to do the upswing thing where they're going after them you know they're defeated the cart is down they were just going to lead the walkers over the edge and then take care of whatever was left over last time we saw that was when shane that, he used the walkers wait. when he killed otis oh well yeah <laughs> yeah exactly we'll just leave that there <laughs> that's a de- that's a debate that's a fighting that's a fighting argument so anyways just yeah <laughs> Um, and so when they went after them again, fighting fire with fire, we used the walkers against our gang. We used we used the the element of night, you know, to slip between everything so that the guardians couldn't see them. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like worked their way through the guardian. I keep saying guardians, but now it just works. Um, like ninjas, they, like I just love that that end scene right before they get to Beta, oh, where they kind of so cool. It was like a it it reminded me of like a horror film, right? Like yeah. like Beta was trapped in like a horror movie, and the one my favorite shot was magna her hers was my favorite and she's just like and the thing drops and she just stands there and slowly backs away and i'm like that's cool 
creepy with it sort shit. of like with her kind of looking up as her head is down sort of like yeah her eyes are kind of like 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 that. yeah yeah and then we keep seeing it you know we see somebody you know take 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 out a whisper and then sort of you know dip disappear back into behind the, the corner yeah like how <laughs> creepy that was it was less creepy than it was kind of like oh yeah this shit's happening well i was like, pretending to be beta in that scene so it was creepy but but yes it was also tack tactful <laughs> right fighting fire with fire and beta's just kind of like huh? 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 what's happening why why are there screams you're not supposed to scream that's not what we do when we die apparently not <laughs> right you're supposed to smile and take it <laughs> yeah that's right we embrace death we are free supposed exactly to. doesn't quite map on does it <laughs> except for beta he's a true believer he's the prophet <laughs> That's right. Jules. Mm-hmm. I'm channeling the Chris in me because okay. I had him in my head when I saw this. Everybody else is covered with gods. Everybody's filthy. The hoods kind of just go over their their head, their face, their foreheads and stuff like that. They're kind of obscured. You know, they're walking through the crowd like this with their heads down. This is like the Lydia, it's cold outside. Zip up your jacket kind of moment. <laughs> Jules, pristine, white, blonde hair sticking out from underneath the, the hood. <laughs> I'm walking. I'm watching her walk through the crowd. And all I keep thinking is, Ashley Weidman's voice in the back of my head. Jules, cover your fucking face. <laughs> yeah, yep. I said the same thing as they're walking out. I'm like, no one has covered their, no one has anything on their face. But Jules more than everybody else, right? Oh, yeah, and you're right. That's, that is a huge thing you could pick on everybody. But like <laughs> hers, it's like, you know, those people that walk around with the hood. Okay, what is the point of a hoodie, right? When I put this on, I'm like, yeah, now I'm warmer, right? <laughs> but then, because I just did it right for the people who are listening, I just put my hoodie on. <laughs> right now to illustrate how you're supposed to put on hoodie yes i'm warmer now it is it is up to my you know the the maximum part where it doesn't look stupid right and i don't look like a kkk member with the thing going up like this right so exactly so, you pull it too what, far what, forward and uh-uh. what what is what does jules do here's a profile shot she goes that's yeah, fashionable <laughs> I just put it right at the back of my head so that it looks like it's sort of on. I just want to look cool. I just want to look cool. That's what it looked like to me. And I'm just like, oh, she's so dead. And yet, and yet she's not the one who dies. It's Beatrice trying to save the fucking world. Beatrice. Are you? I can't even see you cry. She should have died. (laughs) I wish I could see you. You're all frozen, but I'll see you later. That's okay. I can I can hear you sniff. That's the bone to pick. Now, here's the bigger one. I was going to bring this up at the top of the show. And I was hoping Carol would be there because we just posted a clip on, on social media. And it's also when we were actually doing the season 10 coverage. Father Gabriel's getting Father Gabriel's death. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, nah. I literally <laughs> jumped up and I went, nah, 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 nah. I win. I win. <laughs> I win. As the whispers were coming in, let me just paint the scene for you. Gabe gets in a really, really few good shots. He's struggling. He's, he's not ready to give up. He's going, ah, right? He's like, <laughs> just like that. And just let, like that. Let me tell you the quote, just as he's pulling out the shotgun and, and, and narrowing his sight. Proverbs 1810. He says, the Lord's house is a tower. The righteous enter and are safe, right? The line is the name of the Lord is a strong tower. So whatever, I guess Hollywood plays with things. So the way he said it makes more sense because it is called the tower whatever badass lines okay he's like fully badass and so like look mentally in my head i'm like if this is the way it's gonna go i'm okay with it i'm okay with it you were 
too, right? When you were watching that scene, what were you feeling at the time? I, yeah, I, I mean, so when it was finally happening, I was like, oh man, oh man. And I think I even said out loud to Eric, I'm like, I, I don't even, I don't like him that much, but now I, but wait, but wait. Because they're painting him out. There's like, he's saving people. He's like protecting, he's giving Judith this like, oh, yeah. and let, let's talk about that. Yeah. First of all, do you realize that Judith understands Spanish? She's the one who translated. Right? What the, does she, is there anything she does not know how to do? Who has time to teach her Spanish? I don't know. I have no idea, but she's reading, you know, Russian English translation and gives that to Luke. Sure. Maybe she taught herself. She but just did, can read. But did you know what that means? Because Gabriel doesn't really explain it. Eres mi, uh, eres mi media naranja, right? That means you are my other, you're the other half of my orange, which in Venezuelan is a common phrase, which means you're my other half. Ah. So he's telling Judith to tell um, Rosita, you are my other half. You're my soulmate. I didn't know what that meant. Did you understand that from what, what he was saying? In the moment? No, I thought there's something about a half an orange that we just don't know yet. I don't know. Maybe they shared a, a shared an orange together. Yeah, I exactly. Know. I was just thinking like, or I was thinking, this is the funny part. Like I was thinking, oh, he did the thing once and that's what got him, that, that's what got him to win her over. He did the thing with the orange peel in the mouth. And like, <laughs> right? That's what oh I was thinking because I'm like white okay. and lame. That's what I am, white lame. <laughs> And by the way, it's so like all the way up into the moment. I was like, it's happening. It's happening. This is the moment. We're, I'm, I'm, I've been prepared. I heard the cackling of Carol in my brain at the moment, <laughs> which I'm like, you know, no, but you know, okay. If it's going to happen, we knew it's righteous. It's noble. He's got some good licks in this episode showing yeah. strength. Even though he bumps into Diane, he's still him, which gives you that <laughs> reminder of that he's still him. Just before I get to my gloating moment, what do we see right before Negan is about, is about to get it? And part of me was also thinking like, oh, beta is going to kill Negan. Like the knife is right overhead. The shot is just, the shot is like of, of Negan looking up. Mm -hmm. Same with Gabriel. Uh, right before he is supposed to die, the savior has got him and he's just about to shoot and then all of a sudden the arrow goes through the chest and it's Maggie and it's like the ninja guy comes in he busts some moves <laughs> and that was pretty fucking badass, right? First of all, I just can't believe that. I can't believe it. I could he survive? I couldn't believe it. I was, in, I was in shock. Wait, whoa, this opens up a whole new world. Last year, we knew that Zeke was supposed to go. We knew that Rosita was supposed to go, and yet they didn't. And they're still around. They made it through a whole other season. The easy thing we can we could try to assume is that, oh, he's just gonna get it later. But now, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know anymore. And that's mm -hmm. really cool. I really don't know. We can't keep playing the same game where we think, oh, the, it's like Abraham. He didn't get his death with the arrow in the back or front of his head. So, like, he'll just get it later. Well, having come comic book knowledge, I mean, almost means nothing anymore. I mean, it really does. I mean, it, it means absolutely nothing. Is Georgie Pamela Milton? Is I we don't, have no idea. I don't even think so. I think there are two different groups now. You see Johnny Johnny Five's Alive post Eddie Tagman? No, Johnny Five's Alive. <laughs> well, he's, well, let's just give everybody context. Johnny Five's Alive is an editor on Instagram. Lately, he's been going ham on Tales of the Walking Dead. He's been, yeah. like, setting all these scenes of, like, these things are not quite, the stories are not quite finished that they could do. And so he's been telling them via visuals, like, this is what you could do. Well, he had originally posted a, a, a photo of um, Mercer and then, you know, an army of, yep. of the Commonwealth people back there. And it was Terry Crews yeah. as Mercer. And I commented on it and I said, you know, after Sunday, we just we just lost one agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now we need to replace it with another. I said they should cast Henry Simmons as Mercer. Uh -oh. And so and so he totally redid the edit and put Henry Simmons in Mercer's outfit. 
Oh, yeah. I'm not. Well, how else would that be? I think he'd be great in that role. Yeah. I mean, I do. the Shermar Moore, a lot of people are saying also, obviously, because I'm mean, not because we brought it up, but it's weird that people are on the same wavelength about that. I think Shermar Moore is He's too pretty. Well, I don't know. Well, there's that. I mean, he is very pretty. Yeah. I mean, he was on Criminal Minds forever. He's on that SWAT show now. I almost feel like he's almost too mainstream. Yeah. He's like, too well known. Too pretty. Too, in a way, too glitzy. Too, and you're right. Too well known is not always yeah, great. Yeah, right. I I don't like when I look at an actor in something and then I immediately relate them to another character. Well, that's why, like, you're not. We wouldn't even think Terry Crews because because we have to also know in the comic is is he kind of like almost comic relief Abraham Ford like or is he serious? What is he like? He, I mean, he's you know the leader of the Commonwealth Army. Um, so you know he's a serious character, but um, I mean he's he's not. As funny as Abraham, I would say, but right. we eventually get he gets along with our group. So <laughs> somebody that you you know you'll we'll see for a while. I think the one rumor that Angela Kang immediately dispelled is that is that the ninja the steel mask ninja guy is not Mercer. That didn't even cross my mind. It, it crossed some people's minds, and so that's why Kirsten Akuna asked the question. We posted the article and all that stuff. Oh. But speaking of the mask steel see, mask ninja, Mercer's not one of these guys. Yeah, Mercer's he's, more like he's one of these guys. He's like more of a pippity pop. You're done. You're dead. You're dead. Yeah. You're dead. Yeah. He's like a conky on the head kind of guy. He's like a, he's like <laughs> he's like Donkey Kong, but in human yeah. form. <laughs> yeah. But with actual one-liners. Um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like speaking of that, do you remember that moment where like the man with the metal arm met the man with the metal face and, and how that played out? Yeah. <laughs> Just thought that- do you do you remember we were convinced this was a woman? Were you surprised yeah. when Maggie's like, he's, he's with, with me. me? And I'm like, he, <laughs> he. Getting little drips, little drips. Right. But by, by the way, I don't think it even matters who is cast for that role. This is, I feel like this is one of those Michonne moments where we yeah. see her at the end of the season and it's actually literally being played by another person person because it, she, she's so deep into the shadows right, with the hood yeah mm-hmm. they they gave it a summer to or whatever it is they gave it time to cast that that character so this mm-hmm. could be one of those things too they gave, they hired a real stunt man play all the parts blah, blah blah and then when we finally do the reveal maybe they never do the reveal maybe maybe heath is out there maybe that is heath maybe it's not at all see what i mean ever since we did which by the way we're referencing the very beginning or i think the near the beginning of our episode 100 part one where we discussed the walking dead season eight and in it one of the first things we say is that after all these years with Gimple and everybody is say- saying you will see Heath again, the PPP card means something. Or I think it was Kirkman actually who said that you mm-hmm. will see Heath again. The PPP means something. Blah blah. It's been oh I don't know. It's been three years. We still haven't seen him yet. People are alluding to the fact that even Angela Kang is piling on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely see him. Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. Maybe the whole point is to get us to keep saying, oh, we'll see him this year, right? We'll see him in the movies, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course he's gonna be in the movies we won't see him in the movies it's just this long troll con you know are you gonna be broken if we never see heath again no you no Right? Because it's built it's built up to be this thing now. It's like it's either gonna happen or it's not. And I'm at this point I'm I'm cool either way. I I see I wish Carol was here right now because she'd be like, No, it means something. <laughs> it has, it has to. We didn't see a body. Oh, I'm more concerned about the, the card than I am with Heath. 
I I almost, by the way, I almost think that's bullshit too. Like of the cart, of yeah. all the things, all the things that like I harp about that actually may mean something, and they <laughs> do. It feels like there's a connection. That thing has meant nothing for three fucking years. So no, thank you. I'm not willing to go down. We, see, we weren't even covering season seven. <laughs> Everything in every season always something came out of it, and even they even brought back the the, the orange backpack guy into the Virgil episode. Right. right. Still got to mean something, right? I'm uh, not holding my breath though. Uh, me, me neither. After after episode 100, part one, I'm just like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done thinking Heath isn't anything. I'm done thinking we'll see Jadis again. I'm done with even seeing thinking we'll see Rick again. This is how <laughs> over it I am. I want to, but I'm I'm not holding my breath for, for anything anymore. I'll just take what comes. Where this is the, this is the new normal. This is the pandemic right now. Talking. It's like, you know what? I'll just take it and I'll enjoy it <laughs> if I do, and I won't enjoy it if I won't. How about that? Maybe he. We're not gonna make Heath out to be something that it isn't for three years. Funk that. <laughs> Bunk it. <laughs> in that scene where we see uh, Aaron and Alden running through the forest, you see that whisper running behind them, right? Yeah, about to get him from behind. Aaron sees him and then keeps running in the other direction. Like, <laughs> and I kept waiting for for Ninja Dude to like, you know, throw something and kill him, you know, behind Aaron and Alden. Right. And that didn't happen. He's just like, Watch out, look at me. And I'm like, there's a whisper behind you. I don't care how you pose. <laughs> The man with the metal man, metal face, right? I don't know, man. Because yeah. by the way, when you the way you see Alden put down that walker just before that panning scene, right? Doesn't it feel like he kind of just went, eh. <laughs> like, or like it feels like he went like this, <laughs> just threw the guy <laughs> on the ground. Didn't feel like he actually stabbed him. It was just like, <laughs> it was all one swift motion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very, very suave, smooth yeah. Alden he's, kill. He's getting good at this. Yeah, he's it, smooth about it now. It's like, it felt like an Ed Wood movie. It was just like, <laughs> meh. like, or like, it was actually you didn't see him stab it, but you kind of assume it, right? But no, it just feels yeah. like he went like like a like a schoolyard bully. Just <laughs> push him on. <laughs> You're supposed to go down. Just go. Don't worry. It'll just we've done this take like we've done this take like fifteen times. Just just go down. Don't nobody's gonna see me stab you. Just go down. Stay down. Stay down. What if it was like one of those things where they they did like ninety takes and and all and then and Cal and the cough just can't get that kill right for some reason. It's like hot and sticky. Or like or like that that was actually the best take. Yeah, that was that, that the best take. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what they had to use. All the rest were garbage. But what if that was the first take? <laughs> they just kept trying to get the magic. <laughs> Maybe they only did it once and they're like, that's good enough. Yeah, Keep yeah, going. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get good. I'm not coming in for reshoots for this bullshit. Right. Because then the guy, they have to pan to the guy going, again, like, like, <laughs> like, can you imagine? I'm not doing that. That shit took the, uh, that took all my breath. Right? I conked himself on the head a few times, whipping those things around. But you, you know what we got to do next? We got, we have to run really quickly through what you think, who you think that is. Because, I mean, we've got two mm. big possibilities. We've got Cal and we've got Eduardo. These are two people that are on the table period we haven't seen them for many years it could just be that they both went with maggie i think cal is too tall is he i have no idea well i'm trying to picture him like standing next to maggie or standing next to somebody i thought he was kind of he's kind of a taller guy now eduardo he was a that could could be the similar stature but if i'm being completely honest i think this masked person is going to be someone we have not even met yet i have a feeling I think too yeah i think it's going to be somebody totally new and again i, I i'm not 100 percent percent sure that this is somebody that she met where she was. I, well, did you watch Talking Dead? I did. 
did. I did. So did you hear what Lauren Cohen said? I don't, about- I don't remember. So I, I'm not going to get it perfectly, but essentially she was talking <clears throat> to Angela Kang and said, you know, am I going to have some sort of new skill? You know, I've been a gone all this while. Do I have any new skills? Do I have like a cool new weapon or like, what have I been doing all this time? And uh, their answer to that was to give her a human weapon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Well, maybe Pamela Milton is is Maggie. I mean, maybe. That's the MO, right? Of Pamela Milton. Is that, you know, she doesn't really fight her own battles. She kind of sends other people to it to do it. Yeah. Well. Essentially. Not kind of. Like. Literally. Yeah. She hands off. But that's like, the, that's <laughs> the ethos, right? That's the, that's the raison d'etre. That's the thing that she, defines her. She's more, you know, the suit that makes decisions. Like Gregory. Yeah. But more grand, like in terms of like actual effect. Well, and, and I think there's a part of Pamela that believes she's doing the right thing. I mean, it's all wrong. Kind of, but... kind of like who? Kind of like Maggie at the time, season nine. I, mean, I was gonna say kind of like Negan. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The recurring themes, but in his own way, he thought he was doing, you know, doing good. By the way, by I just want to say out loud, like with Maggie, with respect to Maggie, at the time, uh, even even though I didn't like the fact that she, because I was, I'm a Rick Stan, as they say. Like <laughs> even though at the time I was like kind of like. It's, that sucks, Maggie. That really sucks. I was still able to appreciate the fact that she was like showing backbone. If I let the saviors drag down the hilltop, I will have failed as a leader. And so I, in that moment, I was kind of like, you know, it sucks that you're fucking doing this, but there's something about your character development that I like this. I mean, even though I don't want this, I like it. Her coming back and maybe being this Pamela Milton, Milton is that to the nth degree, which would be interesting and shocking too, by the way. And, 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 and what does that tie in that neatly finally comes back? back around full circle to the end of season eight, that little conspiracy room that Maggie, Daryl and Jesus were in. And now Daryl, Daryl's on a completely different plane. Jesus is on a, is on in a different mortal coil. <laughs> And then there's Maggie, who may have had this seed planted. We've had the seed planted at the end of season eight. Is it, is it one of those things that just doesn't go anywhere? Like the blue paint, like the PPP, like he's all that stuff. Is it that one scene is like, should I never have put it in there? This could be the one thing that actually makes that scene make sense. She is Pamela Milton. Let that quote ring out in case I am right, you know, at the end of season 11 down the road. Like, oh shit, she was the whole time. <laughs> we said that in this episode. Nobody cares, Squawking Dead. Nobody cares. <laughs> my Thorgon? Anyway. <laughs> well, I, I will definitely be the opposite of that. I don't I don't think Maggie's Pamela. Not either, but I like to play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could... Uh, um, you could contort uh, yourself to think that she could be. Do you remember the whole um, Madison Clark is Alpha thing? That's well, similar to that theory. Okay, if, if Maggie was in a Pamela role, leader of the Commonwealth, as we know it to be in the comic books, why would Maggie not send for her group? Why would she not say, hey, I have a much more secure place or at the very least open a trade route with them. Hey, right. we've got all these supplies. What What do you need? What do you have that we need? I mean, if she was really the leader of a huge community like that, I gotta believe she would have reached back out. Yeah, and you're right. And yeah, I guess we'll have to see because that does make sense. But that also opens up all those other questions like why didn't she come back? Why didn't she communicate at all? She could have said I've done enough damage. You know, it's time for me to move on. I wish you guys the best of luck. I never wanted to turn out this way etc 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 she could have said all that right maybe she did maybe we'll go back to a letter to jesus where she says i'm happy here which you know we did get at the time we we did yeah. hear oh maggie's doing well blah blah, blah. i haven't made the latest pickup from oceanside some something about near oceanside where they left the messages and whatever hey maybe tom Payne will kind of make a reappearance uh, in terms of a flashback we don't know maybe we're also assuming that maggie left 
of her own volition. What if she was forced out? Maybe she was given an ultimatum. That's a good point too. I mean, that is we a really don't good point. know why she left. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if she was forced out, she was forced out of Hilltop. Ousted. Point. I keep walking out. around like assuming that she must have left because of the guilt. We don't know. You're right. We don't we know. Don't. I mean, we do know that she decided to go there. We don't know why, but the way right. the way Jesus says it is like after being hounded to respond to letters and blah, 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 she finally decided to join her. I mean, mm-hmm. you could do a one plus one equals two thing, but you're right. We don't know. We don't know. The way he made well, we it- we know where she ended up. Yeah. yeah. The, she chose where she ended up. Yeah. The way, the way he made it seem is that she finally accepted Georgie's offer to, to go there kind of thing. That's what, that's what it made it seem. Yeah. Finally so accepted, she, maybe, right? So she might not even be leaving <clears throat> out of guilt, but leaving for a better opportunity. Yeah. Right. Which is kind of- which She is, might not have any guilt. Which is what you were expressing from the beginning of the episode. Exactly. You may not be guilt at all. Right. Exactly. Just so everybody knows, that's kind of the point of these supplemental six episodes is getting the backstory. And why six episodes? What's interesting about that? The six year time jump? Maybe one for each year or like representative of like, okay, we're going to cover that time now. Yeah. When do those come out? Uh, There's no timeline yet. It is just past the development point. And I think they're only now kind of getting the writing down. Okay. Yeah. That's what it seems like. But it's not a part of season 11, right? No, it's actually still part of season 10. So are they going to call it? 10, 17, 10, 18. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, And so just to bookend that to the point where Lauren Cohan even said the way we're filming it because of COVID, et cetera, is we're going to be doing this digitally. So it could be one of those Althea situations where you don't quite get like a, you know, a steady cam or whatever, something like that, but you may get like digital cameras and, or, you know, like maybe even smartphone footage of what's mm-hmm. going on. So maybe something well, like that. It is strange, oh, okay. but she said something about it's going to be filmed on digital. That's what she said to quote, which mm-hmm. usually implies, okay, it's going to be kind of a lo-fi performance or like not as not using Panavision digital what cameras. sparked all of it? What, what's the reason for doing all this? Like, sorry about COVID or what? I don't, <laughs> Maybe I mean, I'm, not, I'm not complaining, but where did this come from? Yeah, it, right. The question you're asking is essentially like, why, why do the backtrack? Why not do it in like in pursuit of the narrative? Like, okay, we can backtrack while we're going forward. Right. Or, or was this even planned from the beginning? They were just going to drop it in our lap at the last second. Like, you know, meaning like, had they always meant to do that or not? Right. Could be. Yeah. Could be because of this. Could be that they saw this as an opportunity. We're going to be figuring out why, what Maggie's been doing this whole time. These are episodes from her point of view. It could be a little bit of going forward, a little bit of going back. So maybe there is going to be some present scenes with maybe her in it. Who knows? But it's definitely going to do the job of trying to explain what Maggie's been up to. To quote Angela Kang, it's kind of like when you explain, oh, there's a Daryl and Carol spinoff. But, you know, when you think Daryl and Carol, you think only Daryl and Carol, right? You're not thinking about yeah. all the other characters that are going to be involved in this. Like, it could be that Judith goes with them. It could be that Lydia goes with them, right? But because when you say Daryl and Carol spinoff, you don't think that. So maybe these Maggie episodes, well, yeah, maybe they'll involve some present scenes. Maybe they'll go the way of explaining things, how they recover, but then also have that point of view where they flash back to her wherever she is explaining. And it probably goes all the way until the moment where, I mean, assuming this is true, where they pick up Eugene, Princess, Yumiko, Mm. and Zeke. So it'll it'll, it'll find its way to the present, like to absolutely the present. And Mm. then you could bring, then you can start season 11 at some point, which by, which by the way, you know, having six episodes being tacked on to uh, season 10 will make it 22 episodes of season 10 and season 11 will have a full 24 episodes or three uh, sections of eight. So we're going to have eight, eight and eight is what I'm thinking. They're going to have two mid season breaks. I could see that, which gives it room to do two things. The second part of the walking dead world beyond. So it's going to have two seasons Mm -hmm. and perhaps, 
perhaps leaves room for Fear the Walking Dead Season 7. Assuming a lot of things work out really well in this season for Fear the Walking Dead. So we could potentially have even more content before we even get to the spinoffs. Before we even get to Tales of the Walking Dead. So I'm, as a podcast, I'm not really that concerned about like where we're headed. I think we're, oh, I think we're headed we in got, really good We direction. got stuff to cover. <laughs> I mean, think about how British television works, by the way. Like, British television, okay, like, it's a season? Oh, yeah, season is six, six episodes? Oh, wait, no, it's a series? A whole series is six episodes? All right, you're going off with a bang. All right, cool. What? Good for you. British television is like that. They just don't waste time. They're like, oh, you, your whole, your whole season is seven episodes? Oh, you're doing two seasons? Oh, you're doing half a season? <laughs> 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 All right, cool. You could have just split this the seven episodes somehow. <laughs> Giving them three, then do another four, and then, you know, give them like a two episode special and call it a day. Jeez, like one episode a month. <laughs> and here we are. We're like, give us more. We're like this. Give us more episodes of The Walking Dead. It's like every every season is like 16. We're like, yes. you know, giving more. people grief. <laughs> we want more. Can we not have a full 20, 24 episode, <laughs> episode season as we're stuffing our faces with walk, with uh, Bob's leg? <laughs> now it's Brianna's leg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> To ask Aria. Mas, mas, yes, mas. Give me more. <laughs> more Brianna. Yum, yum. Yeah. Anyway. I was. <laughs> That was hysterical. I don't know what. Okay. They they go on a certain way and I put them on wrong. Um, I was going <laughs> to. <laughs> See, you didn't put your head hoodie on like Jules. You could have you right? avoided all oh, that. Oh, that's right. Wait, I got to put it on like Jules. There we go. <laughs> you know, there. that gets to stay in now. <laughs> do I look cool now? Am I like cool like Jules? Actually, you kind of do. You really do. Oh. <laughs> well, I have like Velcro hair, so. Oh, yeah. Look there. at that. See, Jules needs that. I guess they, right? they must have pinned it that way. <laughs> Kidding. They must have. So I was gonna I was gonna bring this out since we said goodbye to him this episode. Oh beta bear. My beta bear from uh Iron Angel is, Creations. That's right. This is from Iron Angels Creations, and she still has them. She's doing all kinds of different bears right now. She has a princess bear that I have coming. Right, that, that's that on the way. she revealed. Yeah. Yep. Oh, princess good for you. A, yep, I'm getting a princess bear. I got a mermaid and a voodoo doll. So Whoa. and it's it's not just walking dead stuff either. Like like, um, she has like a little baby Yoda or not. Well, the child, right, you know, the child, right. It's, it's, it's absolutely adorable. So I, yeah, everyone needs to go check out what she's got. And she's running, um, sales right now too. Oh, so how much did you get those, pick those up for? Might as well do the advertising for her. Right. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, I got the princess bear, which is this size, mm -hmm. decent. Um, the mermaid and a voodoo doll. And I only paid, I think 70 or $80 for all of those. All of these are hand. Yeah. For all three of those things, these are, they're hand made they are so soft and cuddly they're they're absolutely worth it <laughs> yeah. unreplicable yeah. unreplicable no no the emotions were too too genuine too hot yeah right it was all smiley the little stitching shirt. in the back I, that's i thought yeah. that was cute yeah look at his mask is all stitched up got hair and blood yeah oh my god <laughs> you should like you should sew in two knitted knives in his eyes now oh right <laughs> that'd be Just funny Oh, it's too far away. I'm not oh, no, going don't. through the not going through the headphone hassle again. <laughs> we here. I, I just got my my jewel hood back up perfectly. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm it, cool like jewels. Yeah, exactly. We, we, yeah, we're too cool for jewels. <laughs> Damn it. <Too> <laughs> 
Oh, boy. All right, anyways, so with that, everybody, thank you guys for joining us for our first, finally, official official kind of, yeah, exactly, we're covering an episode. It is official, coming yes. back episode 101. It's good to be back in the saddle, and we're just going to get back on tomorrow night as we record uh, the Walking Dead World Beyond series premiere called Brave. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. And if you like what we heard, rate this podcast.com slash squawking dead five stars and an eggplant. Tell you, tell us exactly how much you love us. But if you want to include some more, that'd be great. If you want to support the podcast, ko-fi.com slash squawking dead for less than a cup of coffee. One time you'll get access to 30 days worth of content. If you just subscribe to a coffee or more a month, you'll, the party will keep on rolling. You'll always be in the, the know for new things. You'll always have access to these new things like this unedited recording, which maybe you just picked up and are in I hope you are, because I'm going to tell you right now, episode 100, with all five parts, most of it's going to be on the cutter, left on the cutting room floor. You're going to get so many insights, so many <laughs> cross-references for that episode in all five parts. It's like, it totals like, I mean, five times 15. It's 15 hours worth of content. I was going to say, it's got to be yeah. easily over 12 hours of recording. Yeah, 12 is a, is a, is a, is a conservative number. 12 <laughs> hours of unedited recordings that you can speed up, go through, listen to all these like insights, all the technical difficulties you can actually speed just move past unless you really want to see me making you if you you really want to see me have the most uncomfortable face going <laughs> can you get your shit together <laughs> it's been an hour <laughs> anyway you get to see me be uncomfortable anyways if you want any of that stuff coffee.com slash squawking dead that's ko-fi.com slash squawking dead thank you so much for making it we'll see you really soon probably in another day as this thing premieres and probably just before <laughs> The episodes of the episode two of The Walking Dead World Beyond uh, is on and Fear the Walking Dead season premiere of season six. Thank you. Good night. Take care. We'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>